Was that so hard? We don't even have to start the episode. I just wanted to be recording. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm an adult. Hello and welcome to Active Listeners with Mike and Shane. Each week, we will discuss our lives, our goals, and our expectations as artists, as well as discuss what it is to be an artist. Performers, visual artists, and musicians. Mike and I, we want to talk to you, and we want to talk to you about what you do, why you do it, and what that art really means to you. We'll have guests to discuss artistic expression and the all-around nature of the artist's lifestyle. And try to answer that question. Is there a de facto artist lifestyle? Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and join us in the conversation. Welcome to Active Listeners Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike. And I am the other co-host, Shane. And this week, Shane and I are going to talk about how we almost didn't have an episode this we week. We did almost not have an episode this week, but that's not actually what we're going to talk about, but we can start with that. Um, so things are getting crazy for both of us, and we knew this would happen, that eventually uh, quarantine would begin to show the appearance of winding down, and then our lives would get back to crazy and we would have to um adjust so here we are adjusting adjusting. and the reason why things have gotten crazy for us is because we have begun in earnest preparations for our theater company's summer season yeah we are co-owners in will kemp's players it is a socially run shakespeare company out of troy new york and summer is when Will Kemp's Players takes off. Yeah, we are a touring Shakespeare company. We're based out of Troy, uh, and actually, this season is kind of some a little a little special season. Every season is special. Well, it's 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 especially special because this is <laughs> the first season that you will be a f- full member, and actually here in new york yeah i've been a part of wilkem's players for a while now but at a distance because i've been in virginia so that included a lot of long distance meetings which covid actually kind of helped with and i hate to give that nasty Ah, nasty nasty thing any credit for anything (laughs) but uh, it did force a lot of Will Kemp's players to be online uh, and my ability to cut scripts and uh, do social media meetings at a distance became routine. Yeah. And then also um, the silver lining behind losing your job was that you got to decide to come back here. <laughs> Lay it all on the line. I wouldn't say I lost my job. Also, like, come on. Uh, I was I was furloughed. Um, it was COVID related. It, it wasn't was. like I decided to like empty the oil vats at work or something. <laughs> forget Actually, you. Forget um, you. Um, <laughs> I have a story about that, but that's okay. <laughs> but no, I mean, it really only did was you know um, accelerate a decision that you'd already been making. Yeah, I had been wanting to come back to New York and 
be able to do Will Kemp's hands-on instead of through a screen for a long time. For sure, for sure. We're actually going to be guestless today because Shane and I are going to talk about Will Kemp's a little bit and uh, what makes our company different from most other companies and every uh, other Shakespeare company. Actually, that's not true anymore, but we'll talk about that later. Talk about that later. Talk about that now. Well, we can talk about that now. So basically, Will Kemp's Players, we formed as a cooperative. Um, Basically, every member is a performing or working member of the collective. Uh, And let's face it, most of us end up on stage in some capacity. Um, (laughs) Sure. Though we do have people that are more specifically um, in the... In the position of production, uh, for instance, Sandra Boynton, our artistic director, um, has exclusively directed shows since our inception. Um, uh, Shane has yet to appear on a stage. However, he is a performer. That's only partially true. So if you if you remember the bar that we performed, oh uh, yeah, 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 we did, we did, uh, we do. Um... Uh, do some limited engagements in found spaces, I guess you could call it. And before everything shut down, one of those things that we did were, um, uh, what was the name of the place? The Lucas Confectionery, uh, which is a an establishment in Troy. It's a wine bar. Um, and uh, yeah, we did it. We did an event there. Uh, I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you the name of the event. I remember we did a bit from Romeo and Juliet. We did. The sort of like party dance scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we also did a bit from uh, Macbeth. We did. And, also... and I got to memorize some of the witches. Yep, yep. And also Much Ado, um, which was which was is uh, what one of the performances we'll be uh, working on this summer. Um, actually, Shane will be directing this summer. Actually, I already begun directing. We've started directing through a screen so any of you uh, i know any of you theater makers out there who are afraid to approach theater through a screen i get it don't be people still want to work yeah yeah um and yeah so getting getting you know back to things uh so yeah we are a cooperative company and um there are other cooperative theater companies however we were the first as to our knowledge sociocratically run collective Shakespeare company. And now, as of this year, uh, the uh, American Shakespeare Center has adopted a similar operation style in lieu of an artistic director. Um, they have decided they're going to run this the remainder or, or the entirety of their 2021 season as it is kind of piloted by the actors. Um, which is cool. I mean, first off, go Will Kemp's for starting a trend. <laughs> and two, from what I understand, it is it, it does actually include a lot of producer, stage manager, schedule, calendar, like production aspect things that the actors are sort of now responsible for in a way. And I'm not sure how that is working. But that I think is their idea. So it is yeah, yeah. very similar to Yeah, it's what pretty we do cool. It's pretty cool to see um a a large institution try something different. Um especially 
that institution. Um, it's, you know, it, it actually inspired a lot of us to come upstate and do Shakespeare, uh, as we say, in a way Shakespeare might recognize, um, you know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> He'd hear the words and be like, I wrote those. Yeah, and, and also in the way his was actually shareholder-based and their members consisted of their performers as well. So yeah, it's, you could kind of say this is the, we do it in the spirit of the thing. Ooh. <laughs> So yeah, and I think um, which that could also bring us to the broader point of like so sociocracy, uh, what that means. Basically, uh, we don't have a traditional hierarchy. Yeah, it is actually one of the things that almost had me running from this from the beginning because I actually uh, was in school when Will Kemp's formulated, so I w- didn't really even have the option of coming up because I was wrapping up my thesis, you know what I mean? And when you guys formed and came to this idea of a sociocracy, I was like, oh, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> why? Wait, why? <laughs> You're never going to get anything done. You're just going to run in circles. You need, you need it to, you need, you need a hierarchy, right? Like that's just how it's done, right? Yeah. And, and there are, there are certainly, like I mentioned, we have an artistic director that will uh, kind of guide the creative direction of the sh- of the seasons in one way or another, but mostly, um, especially in a business capacity, uh, we all work together to solve our pr- own problems and to make decisions, and we utilize uh, a voting method of consensus so that um, no one is kind of forced to go along to get along. Which, honestly, can create some rough spots. We've had some really real come-to-Jesus moments, um, (laughs) for lack of a better term. And we've experienced growing pains, you know, over four years. um, Four seasons, I should say. It's been an interesting journey. And the more you, like, take part in it, the more you are in it, it starts to make a lot more sense. Because from the outside i was like wait i don't quite get it and then i started coming to a lot of those virtual uh meetings and rehearsals and i was like oh i'm starting to see that it's just a very distinct form of consent that is group dynamic in less business and it's it was very it's a it was a very artistic take on a very what I've always been a part of a very bureaucratic system. Even even those of us that were familiar with sociocracy when we kind of started doing it, um, our musical director and co-founder earlier in this season, uh, guest of ours, uh, Christophe De Maria, um, myself, rags. we were right rags. Uh, we were familiar with with it being probably the leftiest lefties. Uh, <laughs> As as a, as a sociocratic method for running a business, we were all also involved in a study once our names kind of got out there and it, and it got out that we were doing this. Put it in the show notes. Yeah, we're gearing up for a, our next season and it's going to be fun. Yeah, and I'll be directing Much Ado About Nothing. Hot take. I hate this show, but it's okay. Because, again, just like the sociocracy that I didn't quite appreciate from the outside. Uh, Once I started directing it, 
it started to pull a lot of meat off the bones. Why do I keep? Why do I use such carnivorous God, such a metaphors? I'm such a eater. Like I always talk about food. It's like savory and how it feels on the tongue. But you're right. Yeah, I've I've actually noticed that as we as we talk about the show more and more and more. You know, you've kind of you've kind of come to a point where it's at least an interesting thing for you to talk about. <laughs> yeah, now it's like a puzzle I want to put together and kind of take apart because I've seen Much Ado done a lot and I've always seen really interesting takes and set in interesting times and, you know, emphasizing different things, whether it be, you know, the overt feminism or the toxic boys club all of that being said i want it to be darker i always see much ado as this like love story and i know that's why will kemp's sort of brought it into this season and i'm just the person to rip it apart and i i'm so excited i'm 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 really excited to be working on this play (laughs) we're gonna see some some violence we're gonna see some real shit on stage (laughs) this will be also the first full-on production uh that you've directed me in i know that's so weird which is really weird to say i mean you haven't been directing very long and in all of your directing history we've never lived near each other so so I guess it's not too much of a surprise. I did do a couple scenes for you for your master's program. <laughs> Definitely did. But yeah, so I'm kind of excited about that as well. The next show that we'll be doing, directed by Sandra Boyan, will be As You'd Like It. And that is one of your classic britches plays. Hey, Shane, why don't you tell us what a britches play is? Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> It is a play <laughs> about britches. You can't put me on the spot like that. Oh, come on. I know the answer. <laughs> yeah, but... A britches play. Okay. So Shakespeare wrote britches plays, and britches plays are when Shakespeare put men playing women playing men. <laughs> Uh, through, you know, through... Structural cross-dressing. Yeah, structural, structural cross-dressing. Uh, we won't be doing it that way. It'll be, uh, it will be, um, a woman playing a man. I'm sorry, a woman playing a woman playing a man. This is a common trope, uh, across, you know, literature, plays, movies. I'm, I doubt Shakespeare started it all. Yeah, where a woman... Shakespeare didn't start anything. (laughs) Uh, a woman, uh, because of her situation, um, whatever, usually it's tr- she'll be traveling. And because it's safer to do so as a man. That's kind of the crux of that show, as well as a romance with a young man that is a little sexually confused. I mean, you could say the same thing about Much Ado. You could say that about every male character in Shakespeare. I mean, yeah, every male character in Shakespeare is confused to some extent. And that play is going to be directed by Sandra Boynton. And when do we open these plays? July? Both of these shows will be opening uh, the weekend of July 10th in Troy. Uh, So uh, we will be 
observing uh, whatever the current recommendations are from the state for COVID safety. All of our members would have at that point been vaccinated. We will put on a show for everyone outside in the beautiful weather of, of upstate New York summer. Oh, and we know people are gonna show because up this year. They I are mean, starved. we've been trapped. Yes, yeah, starved, starved for a year. Theater. And if we are in the proper location, ventilated outside, we're gonna be ready and raring to go for all you folks. If we need to put our shows in the round for you, so we can fit a thousand of you around us, come see us. Come absorb theater. Come be a part of it. Absorb. <laughs> But at like a safe distance. Right, yeah. Um, we'll be loud. We'll be real loud. We actually uh, uh, up, up, upgraded our situation a little bit this, this summer, and we will have Ooh. microphones for our outdoor performances this year, which, you know, is, is great. So we can be heard over the various sounds of the outdoors. It can be difficult to properly project without a background backdrop of some sort to reflect sound so amplification is key the soft set when are we going to test those out i know that's a little uh that's oh we've already we've already got that taken care of nice after working like this uh after having this experience with this company and through all the frustration and through all of the growing pains i want my my like whatever i do for the majority of my work to be in this style. I think that more workplaces would benefit and more people's situations would improve if en masse we started to reformat our, our, our places of work to be inclusive space for people to grow and to learn and to really fully appreciate their work. See, I was going to be a smartass and say, no, God, give me the hierarchy back. <laughs> but when you put it like that, there's there's a really good point. And there's a, a hybrid of this conversation that Will Kemp's has been having. And part of those growing pains of where is the balance between a decision being made and consent being given from a member of the whole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you talk about these growing pains and they weren't even that difficult. It was, they were just time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of meetings spent talking about like one thing when there's 10 other things that need to be talked about. Um, because no, we really need to sit down and really need to hash this out. Um, you know, and, and I say hash this out. I mean, it never got too heated or anything like that, but yeah, I had never yeah, seen any I mean, no of screaming matches. those meetings, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, like sometimes you've got to stand firm. Sometimes you've got to say, you know, I uh, say to someone to your, you know, in our case, people that we've known for years doing it in a, in a setting like where, you know, you're safe and everyone is there to hear each other just promotes uh, an environment of care, which is really important to us. Um, especially as a fairly a fairly diverse group of people, you know, uh, in terms of, of identity. We've got a lot of voices in our group of people, and we want to make sure everybody is, is heard and feels, feels validated. It makes everyone want to be a part of the conversation, but not just a part of the conversation, a part of the work. Yeah. Because 
I feel like that's what the sociocracy does from my perspective at least it makes me want to take lead on project a and take backseat on project b and know that the a team which is everybody because we've all worked together for so long and created this sociocratic conversation (laughs) that we all can work together and know that we're working towards that common goal and and you know we still have things to learn we still have things to no we're perfect (laughs) we still have things to learn we still have things to overcome um there's still thing you know work to be done there's still spaces to be filled like let's be honest i mean we are all prime you know most of us are primarily performers we'd all love to get to a point where the work that we're doing is year round and we're performing all the time and that's going to require a t- uh, an administrative support system that we just don't have yet. So calling all theater people that <laughs> are right. listening that's to our right. podcast. If you like balancing books and, uh, you know, yelling at actors for being late, come on down. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know at least two to three people that listen to this podcast that fit that role. Hey, so we want to hear from you. Uh, and also if you're, you know, we also work with, um, non-members, uh, our, every year we have, we have about the same number of non-members involved in productions as we do members. Big support beam for the entire company is our day players and our artisans that we work with to, to bring these productions to life as well. I mean, Shane was at one point a day player or a day consultant <laughs> yeah, I had to put my time in. I had to yeah, put my hours put in. in. And, I, and I wanted to because I was like, hey, what are you guys doing in there? And you're like, <laughs> well, you can come watch, but you're not really, you know, you, you know, just you can learn. And I was like, all right, well, teach me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we have great, great performing uh, day players that will be working with us that continue to work with us. Um, we've got some folks that have been in productions with us and we've got new folks this season that have it. We do have auditions every year, uh, right around uh, the new year. Uh, and so if you're a performer listening to this and you want to get into some Shakespeare, you want to work with a company that has this type of vision, hey, check out our Facebook, uh, Will Kemp's Players uh, at, you know, at Facebook. And we always post audition stuff on there uh, near, near the end of the year. But also, let's be real, it's 2021 auditions all year round if you have material to send us send us material that's how we grow that's how we meet people sure you know it's all about the conversation it's all about networking i mean for sure um uh that's it's interesting that you say that i guess we'll have to bring that up in the next meeting uh yeah that's not official but like come on we want to hear it i mean we we get emails throughout the year you know, explaining like, oh, hey, you know, I, I saw you last summer and I know I missed auditions, but I would love to be kept in, in the know about like when, when things are happening. So we'll have people contacting us all year round with those types of requests. Which is awesome. Yeah, which is great. And it makes us feel vindicated, you know, that uh, my work is doing real. something. We're doing something that people want to be a part of. And it's nice. It's nice to be wanted. Well, I mean, I've wanted you for years, Mike. I mean, four years. We don't, we don't talk Wait, is that, that too creepy yeah, for the podcast? Up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we've met the creepy threshold yet. We can. 
we can see how the the listeners. All right, we'll we'll push the line to there for this episode, <laughs> and then if you know positive yeah. feedback, yeah, yeah. we push uh-huh. it a little further. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have our listeners shipping us, and that's weird. Um, okay, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Does that mean I'm an old? Uh, maybe, maybe it, maybe it does. Yeah, I I think it does. Shane's an old everybody. He is older than me, so I mean. All right. We have devolved from Wilkem's players into <laughs> insulting my age. I mean, is there anything else? I mean, I feel like we've talked and hit on a lot of good points. Most of what we're doing, our, our season this year. I mean, what would our audience like to see for future seasons? Yeah. Um, like, like, we, like we mentioned, you know, we have the aspirations to be a year-long company and... Uh, that would require us to do some things that aren't Shakespeare, um, whether it be contemporaries or modern pieces. We have in the past done modern performances. My directorial debut was a modern show by Kurt Dun, Vonnegut yeah, called Happy Birthday, One of June. Let us know. If you're in this area and or you're going to come here to see our shows, what do you want to see us do? I know what I want to see us do. What is it? Hot take. <laughs> um well i once we're once we're comfortable and we're in a space where we can do year-long productions i'd like to see us do some uh modern pieces of new playwrights um expand the uh the playwright point of view that we present whether it be people of color or playwrights from the lgbtq community um i know a lot of us have been pushing for those types of things and um, next summer, I have I have grand designs for a uh, minority majority production of Shakespeare, and I think that could be fun and a, a great way to include some identities that are typically kind of left out of traditionally, maybe not so much in the the near past, but uh, tra- traditionally left out of the conversation in these in in and around Shakespeare's work there are still a lot of modern playwrights that are adapting Shakespeare in a lot of different ways yeah yeah love to get my hands on some of that yeah if you uh want to help us with our crazy um (laughs) I mean the way you can do that is support the show or you know just share it with a friend tell them how they can support this show mike lake tell them well you can leave us a bomb ass review on itunes if that's where you're listening to us you can also like our episodes um on your your podcast providers that allow that so i'm thinking uh your spotify's um because that helps with algorithmic things um and then you can head to our patreon and i was gonna say yeah don't be afraid to check out our patreon i know we don't have any subscribers on our patreon yet but that doesn't mean we don't have a library of information to share you at this point yeah so much conversation especially early conversation that have never actually made it out so consider throwing us a buck a month and you'll get to hear us talk more which come on it's not that bad (laughs) I think they like the sound of our voices. Otherwise, why would they be here? The fucking awesome theme music. I mean, it was a good find, wasn't it?
I mean, I didn't mean to swear, but it was just, oh, that music is so good. <laughs> I don't know. Do Do you think this is a trap? I think this it's episode. I think this episode was a trap. This episode was a trap for us to get very sidetracked into all the craziness that we could possibly get sidetracked into, which is okay. I think we can have. But that also puts a lot of responsibility on us. That means our last episode has to be kick-ass. Uh, yeah, I guess. And what he means by last episode is 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 nebulous at this point. But we figured, since we're calling these things seasons, that it has to end somewhere. And 20 is a good number. We will have a little bit of a break, but not as much of a break as we had mid-season. I think we're shooting for the neighborhood of two weeks this time around. Yeah, I think we could do that. Rather than a month. And yeah, we're going to bring back some... Uh, some some former guests, I'm sure. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Season two means we can bring people back. Yeah, yeah. We're also going to have one more episode, so come back for us next week. Then over the break, you have a job. Your job is to tell all of your friends there are 20 episodes of this podcast that I love that you can binge right now. I know a lot of people like to wait for podcasts to have like have a, a library point. Yeah, yeah 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 so tell them 20 whole episodes that's you know potentially 20 days of listening if you take it one episode at a time and what is that like 16 17 or like guests a solid 20 hour day of listening to podcasts we interviewed a lot of people we did actually yeah it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun so yeah come back next week we'll probably have some fun stuff uh, for our our end of the end of the season episode, yeah, we won't slack this week, and we'll get a good final episode <laughs> for everyone. So thanks so much. Hit up our Twitter at ActListPod or our Facebook at www.facebook.com/activelistenerspod. That's right, and yes. join in on the conversation. Peace. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating. And if you really like what you hear and you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash active listeners pod and become a patron. Our theme music, It's a Trap, was created by Remodel. Thanks for listening.